It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. So lately, I've been uh, trying to exercise more, Gad, and run. I used to be a big runner, trying to lose a couple LBs, get in some better shape. And because of that, I think I gave myself turf toe. I mean, I, I don't. Those are one of those things I don't think anybody else could give you. Everybody would give themselves turf toe. Maybe I should have phrased that a little bit differently. Turf toe is usually a, uh, a football injury, but really can be associated with any sport. I had turf toe back when I was a sophomore in high school, and it was probably because my shoes, my cleats rather, were too small, and the old big toe didn't have enough room to move around. Well, now the big toe on my right foot is, is screaming. And usually that's a sign of turf toe. I don't know, Troy, though. Am I getting to that age that I could be getting gout? God dang it. Gout seems like such a ridiculous thing to get. Well, I actually had a friend, actually, excuse me, big seafood guy. And um, he got gout at like the age of 20. And it would always flare up when he had seafood, and he loved seafood. So it's sure. like it's like when you're lactose intolerant, you're like you want to eat ice cream so bad, you're willing to take the you know the repercussions mm-hmm. and the consequences for eating it. He would do the same with his gout and seafood. But I'm not eating that terribly. Have you ever had a bout with gout? I have not, but it is an issue that afflicts my father. Yeah, because it's an old man thing, right? <laughs> That's what I always thought. Not, not necessarily, but it is something that you have to watch because of sodium levels. But listen, turf toe is a mother. Because mm-hmm. I, ha- like I said, so as a sophomore in high school, when it happened, I didn't play football. God, I was probably out like three weeks because of it. And I wasn't the only one on that team that had turf toe, there was like a bunch of guys that was dealing with it. It was just like, I don't know, it's it an uh, epidemic. Is that is that the right word for a little it, – it wasn't spread, of course. It was really just a coincidence that we were all kind of going through that. But it is a different type of pain. It is pain. Because from what I understand, it's like just basically spraining your big toe. Mm-hmm. Unless you're off your feet for a little while, you're really not going to get better. You can still you can manage it. You can still walk on it. I remember when I first got, it, I was trying to walk on the side of my foot, and not put any weight down on my big toe, and I like kind of like sprained my ankle because of that very uh, you know very light sprain, but mm-hmm. I could feel it in the ankle. But then all these guys start to get in, like, what the heck is going on? Turf toe. The issue is it it hangs around for a long time. It honestly probably took three years, roughly, to get fully over it. I could just feel it. It wasn't screaming pain. It would have, you know, and not really flare-ups. I would say just very random, tough pain. And then finally, after like three years, I remember it was in college. I was like, I didn't notice it anymore. I was like, finally, 
I'm over this pain. It just lingers. It just hangs around. It sucks. It's amazing. All the dumb things that can happen to your big toe, and it gives you some of the worst pain you can imagine. You know what's worse, honestly? Ribs. Like a rib injury? Yes. Yeah, and I I remember also in high school, a kid broke a rib, and I think it was in football, and I, I could see it on his face. Like just sure. breathe, breathing was was a major issue. I'm being a little punk. I'm being a big baby about this, but I'm also having like PTSD about it because I remember <laughs> those three years and it was just not fun. And I'm like, please don't let this happen again. I don't want to have to deal with turf toe like a buffoon again at the age of 32, about to turn 33. That's an injury I shouldn't have, especially if I'm just going out running. And just going around a track. Right. But the thing is, like, the shoes I'm wearing, they fit fine. So it's not necessarily, you know, small shoes or whatever, though that is a common thing to happen with turf toe. Your shoes are just too small. Your feet don't have enough room. Your big toe doesn't have enough room to move around. It can happen other ways. But, man, the big toe is a tricky sometimes. Real tricky. But you know what? I'm glad I have it. Basic running or were you trying to do the cones? (laughs) <laughs> no, um, those days are behind me. I'm not doing any cone drills okay. or All right. you know, shuttle runs or anything like that. Nope, I'm just keeping it simple. I'm, I'm trying to get back in shape. I'm not going to pretend this is you know 10 years ago when I was 130 pounds and had cut abs and looked great. 130 pounds, for crying out loud. When I, when I came back from New York City, because I dieted like crazy just to save money, and I lost a lot of weight. Probably a little too much, honestly. I don't even want to even try to think about when I was 130 pounds last. But I know I can lose a few pounds. I bought that lavender pullover, and I just need to use, lose a couple, and it will fit. I, I bought a smaller size on purpose uh, to try to you know, encourage me to lose a few. Welcome to the game, Mitch Fortner and Troy Coverdale, just us two today, and we're on for a couple of hours. 510 uh, is when I'll get to my top 10 list of the week, and I've decided to rank my preseason top 10 Big 12 quarterbacks. It's an argument about who should be number one. I think the top four are very clear, and then it's a mixed bag. It's anybody's ball game of who will fill out the rest of that role, or the rest of the list, rather. Uh, and my top 10 will not feature Will Howard. I decided, you know what, I'm too biased. I'm too much of a fan of Will Howard. He's obviously going to be number one. So let's just take him out, and <laughs> let's make it a complete guessing game on who's going to be my one through 10 for the rest of the Big 12 quarterbacks that are projected to be the starters. As I mentioned earlier with my questionable turf toe, I'm being a baby about this. Patrick Mahomes is a bit of a different story when it comes to pain and being injured. And maybe he has a million, a lot of uh, you know money in his bank account, millions of dollars that would be telling him, Patrick, you're in this money. You're in this game. You want to continue to earn money? You stay in the game. You're going to go beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC Divisional Round. Go do it. Because ankle injury in the first half, you know, right before the half, he comes out of the game and um, he's not happy about it. Ends up going into the locker room to get x-rays. He's fine. He comes back in for the second half. And the Chiefs win by a score to make it to the AFC Championship game. Now, I have not watched this documentary yet, 
but it's on Netflix. I actually don't have Netflix anymore because of the whole, you know, you can't share passwords anymore if people with somebody that lives outside of your house. It's like Hulu. You can't do it anymore. And I was sharing a Netflix account with an ex-girlfriend that we haven't been together in about five years, over five years now. Whoops. Oh, she knew about it. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, whoops, because, yeah, it's at the point where yeah, real bummer. that's gone. Yeah, real bummer, because uh, I've been able to watch Quarterback. Quarterback is a, uh, like I said, Netflix documentary that's been uh, also created by uh, Mahomes Production Company, which is called 2PM. Peyton Manning's production company, which is called Omaha. And um, Patrick Mahomes is one of three quarterbacks featured in the documentary. There are a lot of things, actually, that was uh, kind of brought to attention because I haven't watched it yet on social media that really stood out about Patrick Mahomes. One of them was uh, him just going up to Brittany, saying, I love you. She says, good luck. Well, Jackson's right next to him, and he kind of kind of acknowledges him uh, with a, hey, what's up, bruh? Not like that, but it kind of looks like it. And then uh, Jackson is just coming the, the the head nod, the intense head nod. Hmm. The one though that I really enjoyed listening to the most most was when uh, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy both told Patrick Mahomes, "You're not going back into the game before the half because you need to get an X-ray." I thought this was a class A tantrum. I'm gonna take you out here. No, no, I'm good. Hell no. Hell no. I'm no. 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 Not a chance. Let me get. I got one more drive at least. No. No way. I'm no. No way. No. I'll do it at halftime. I'm good. There's no way. No way. No way. No. I gotta do it at halftime. I can do it at halftime. Do it at halftime. I'm gonna take you and get your X-ray, bro. I gotta do it at halftime. Go get an X-ray, bro. Let's see where we're at. I enjoyed the hell out of that, and I, you know, don't get me wrong. I respect the hell out of Patrick Mahomes. I'm fully aware of his talent, what he means to Kansas City. He's the goat. I mean. This this new Arena League team in Kansas City, they named the team after Patrick Mahomes. For crying out loud. But that tantrum, it, it also has to do with his voice, just the way his voice is. He sounds like a child. He sounds like a little kid like, Patrick, you need to pick up your room. No. Patrick, you need to go to bed. No. Patrick, Jackson's been arrested. <laughs> I mean, it's a class A tantrum. <laughs> Honestly, I would expect more out of Jackson sounding like that. Patrick, Whataburger's getting rid of spicy ketchup. <laughs> I, I wasn't, you know, the quarterback documentary wasn't at the top of my list to go watch. Uh, John Kurtz gave me the recommendation on uh, un- or, uh, oh, Righteous Gemstones. Righteous, uh, yeah, Righteous, righteous Gems. Gem st- it's Gemstones. Gemstones, okay. Yeah, it's on HBO. Oh, okay. And it's awesome. It, Dan- he had me at Danny McBride. I was like, oh, gosh, that that's, sounds amazing. John Goodman plays the dad, and he's phenomenal. Like, you know, it's, you know, uh, evangelical preacher, you know, ah. megachurch preacher, you know, takes in all the money and, you know. 
mm-hmm. investing in themselves type of thing. In other words, America at its greatest. And, and corrupt, of course. Uh, it's it's an amazing show. Quarterback has been way low on my list, but man, you get the behind the scenes Patrick Mahomes, and it's like fouled mouth. But you know, you also get the you, you hear the fight, and I appreciate the fight. I mean, you don't expect anything less out of Patrick Mahomes, but it's the side of Patrick Mahomes nobody's probably seen. By the way, on a related note, it sounds that sounds like that a season two is coming of quarterbacks already. Peyton already talking about a second season of it. Being oh, produced. it's actually it's already been confirmed, right? I believe sure he did. Or at least I saw it today. So, see, Kirk Cousins was one of the other quarterbacks, and I think it's Marcus Mariota. It is. So I'm like, I mean, Patrick, talk about. What a way to produce this to make it as in like everybody wants to just see it for you and not anybody else stealing some thunder from two other quarterbacks that, well, I mean, people care about Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota, probably not that much. I think that's an interesting twist, though, given what he's been able to do with his career in Tennessee at this point. Well, he's with the Falcons now. That's true. You're right. But, I think he was was he with the Falcons. I think last he, year was his first year. But going from what he had done or hadn't done with the Titans, the I got, fact that he's still in that realm of being able to manage a career after what appeared to be a major flameout. Hey, Patrick, got one more question for you. Do you think the Pac-12 is ready to announce a TV deal yet? Hell no. I think I agree, but you know what? The Pac-12, actually, this was less than an hour ago with an announcement. Are they ready to announce that TV deal yet? We'll find out next. You know what? After, uh, after further review, thinking more about this quarterback doc, you know, the cameras are catching these QBs. And maybe some of the most vulnerable moments in tough game situations, catching them in candid moments like you heard with Patrick Mahomes fighting with Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid about staying in the game when he sprained his ankle. Maybe Kirk Cousins is a great choice for that documentary because that guy can be kind of a loose cannon. I am curious if that footage that they utilized is through NFL Films and I don't think so. Really? They, they, so they did I mean, their own it's, footage. It's, yeah, it's Netflix. That's outstanding. Because you normally expect NFL films to be on top of that type of stuff and but, be putting that into things for, say, inside the NFL. Well, but what NFL films typically mic up the quarterback? Oh, yeah. Oh, they do? Oh, yeah. I thought it was just like the boom mics. Oh, no. That you're like, you'll see if you go to a game... You'll see a boom mic over the huddle. No, mm-mm. they they tend to have the quarterbacks mic'd up throughout, especially for playoff games. This would be next year if uh, Kirk Cousins beat the Chiefs in uh, in Minneapolis next year. Kirk Cousins would be like, "You like that? You like that?" And then Mahomes would have to respond with a very emphatic, "No." He wouldn't like it. Oh boy, he wouldn't like it at all. Welcome back to the game, Mitch Fortner and Troy Coverdale. Uh, Before the break, we asked Patrick Mahomes, does he think the uh, Pac-12 is ready to announce a new 
Meteorites TV deal. And he simply responded with, Hell no. Well, just so happens that about an hour ago, Heather Dinich of ESPN it was the first that I saw report on this, and it's all over now. The Pac-12 expects to release details of its highly anticipated meteorites deal in the, quote, near future. They will not announce at Pac-12 football media days, which it begins on Friday in Las Vegas. Okay. So... Pac-12, in other words, they're not, they're not close. They're not ready to go. Nothing. Nothing's there. How many times have we heard the words near future from the Pac-12 and George Klyovkov? I think this, is, this might be why I'm now finally starting to get into these TV rights deals. Never really been too interested in going in depth with it. But because we've now maybe heard that 12, 13 times in the last 10 months, probably exaggerating, but it could be true. I lost count, so did everybody else. It wasn't that long ago that we were expecting the Pac-12. Okay, I shouldn't use the word expect. They had just said that soon, near future, as in a couple of months ago, we figured maybe June, July, they would be ready to go based on their words. Should have known better. They're not ready yet. And it just further shows George Klyovkov is not getting it done. Terrible leader. But you know what? Pac-12 media, with the exception, and I'm not including in this, John Canzano, Friday is your day to shine. Get after him. What the hell is going on? Try to get some answers. Because how is this thing not done yet? The ACC is now dancing on their graves because they they got a a little deal now with the CW and the Pac-12 couldn't even lay in the CW for a bigger deal. Somebody from the Pac-12 asked, why is this not done yet? And I really want George to answer, well, if we get a TV deal, Colorado's gone. Once we get that TV deal done, they're out the door because it's not going to be good enough. That's what's keeping Colorado around. There's no TV deal. They said they're going to hang around until something's done. Well, what if nothing ever gets done? Just going to hang around? Not go anywhere? Balls in your court, Colorado. You can bounce now if you want to. I'm sure the Big 12 would be interested. But the TV deal's not done. And who knows when it's going to be done. Near future could be a year from now. But they're going to continue to roll with that. And it's pretty pathetic. That's why the media has to step up and do their job. Do not take it easy on George Klyovkov. Try to get any answers you can. He could deflect or do whatever. He could be like Elia Dorkwitz at SEC Media Days and do a 15-minute opening statement. Just filibuster like Kirby Smart said earlier today. Filibuster your way into limiting the questions you don't want to answer. Could be a strategy. I mean, it's an ingenious way to not have to answer questions. 
they're not the first to do it. <laughs> uh, who, oh, uh, gosh, was it Neil Brown? I can't remember who. Maybe it was uh, Brent Venables. They like also kind of did the filibuster type of thing. Yeah. The thing at SEC Media Days, they all get, I think it's 30 minutes of podium time. Uh, Big 12, I think it was 20 minutes, roughly. Sure. 25 mm-hmm. maybe, just depends. Um, but they had, of course, get this out there before Media Days come up. Because now they're planning the response to the questions. They're now in, you know, the meeting room on the drawing boards, putting together a spin to deflect in any way they can from not answering the tough questions. Do your job, Back 12 Media. Don't let John Canzano get a microphone. He will softball him and then spin it in his own words to make it sound like everything is okay in the Pac-12. Take a hike, John. What do you think? We're going to get a deal done, Pac-12, before August? I think Troy thinks no. Mm-mm. Nope. Well, you know, we almost had uh, we almost had San Diego State, or whatever, however that story ended up. Well, you know, uh, Oregon and Washington are still in the conference, so that's great news, guys. We're thinking about SMU. What positive can George Klyovkov go up on that podium on Friday and tell the world? Am I missing something, Troy? Is there something about this story that I and uh, you know beyond with the Pac-12 that they can promote as this is the positive direction of the Pac-12? Is there anything I'm forgetting? Is there anything that we can possibly say if I'm George Klyovkov? Guys, the Pac-12 is in a positive direction because of this. Sure. He can be positive and spin it that, hey, we've lost L.A. It's not that big a deal. Sounds like a big deal to me. I'm being sarcastic. I know. I know. Sounds like a big deal to everybody else. We lost two of our charter members. It's not that big a thing. Oh, and by the way, you may have to play them in the Rose Bowl. Because they went over to our competitor, who's, who we play in the yeah yeah our our, our our partner our partner nice break for you know USC and UCLA to not have to travel far because everything else is going to be at least fifteen hundred miles uh, yeah I was going to say it'd be the only time all year talk about trying to front load your schedule with home games we got to figure out what time George Klyovkov because that might be the most deflect 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 press conference in sports history i honestly feel sorry for him i don't i i do just because he's having to clean up the mess of larry scott well how long has george klyovkov been on the job fourth year now yeah no that's that's enough time that's enough time. I don't. I, I don't feel bad for him. Well, I do just because so much of this is tied to Larry Scott's malfeasance as a. But unfortunately for Klyovkov, part of that is also because the Pac-12 presidents didn't do diddly to try and stop Larry Scott at all. All right, we need to take a break. Um, 
When we come back, Jabroni of the Week. I don't have George in here, but maybe next week. Jabroni of the Week, up next. Know your role and shut your mouth. You Jabroni. You Jabronis hit the jackpot. The Hollywood brand Jabroni Hulk Hogan. Ow. Is this Jabroni's name? Jabroni of the Week. All right, here we go. Another Jabroni to be crowned in just a moment. If you're new to the show, welcome. First of all, it's the game with Mitch Fortner and Troy Coverdale. Jabroni of the Week will feature three dishonorable mentions, and then I will culminate with my official Jabroni of the Week, as I consider the sports weeks Tuesdays through Mondays. Uh, first dishonorable mention, oh, what the heck, George Klyovkov, why not? You know, Another <laughs> near-future uh, deadline for this TV deal. Uh, it's, our, I think, our 16th one now, so... Uh, We'll give him the uh, the nod for now as a dishonorable mention. We'll leave him there for now. Could definitely rise through the ranks as we get to Pac-12 Media Days starting on Friday in Vegas. He might get to Jabroni of the Week by next Tuesday. We'll just have to find out. Stay tuned, boys and girls. Uh, my next dishonorable mention, I got to go with Donald Trump on this one. Um and I, I don't think anybody would really make a big deal about it. Well, first, if he wasn't a former president, for sure. If he wasn't Donald Trump, maybe. Um, but also, it, it's well publicized that he has a handicap of two and a half, um, is why this, this, I think, really truly blew up the way it did. Uh, to see somebody shank a golf shot, you know, it doesn't matter who it is, going to rib him. Going to give him a hard time. Bad shot. Terrible shot. Uh, but because of the reasons I mentioned earlier, Donald Trump's going to hear about it. Uh, he was golfing in L.A. last week. Uh, it was just him, really, by himself in his Secret Service there, of course. Ten feet away from the green, and it was a really terrible shank. It, it, it was quite awful. I, I don't, I'm a terrible golfer, but when I played, I don't think I ever had a shot like that. He was playing at uh, Trump National Golf Course in L.A., the shank was so bad, like people were talking about it, like that might be the worst shot ever for a person with a two and a half handicap. So uh, those are not my words; those are from others. Uh, my next and my last dishonorable mention is going to go to that Tour de France spectator. Man, this has actually happened before, if you can believe that. So in leg, I should say stage, stage fifteen out of twenty-one about a third of the way through the stage, a fan starts leaning over the guardrail, right? Leaning over the guardrail with phone out. And it's heavy traffic coming through that, that area, of course, of the, uh, of, the, of the path with bicyclists. It's jammed up. So this person, I don't know who it is, what their, what their name is, if it's a male, if it's a female, leans out. And it appears trying to take a selfie or trying to film the race ahead of her. But it, it, the formation, the stance looked like a selfie. Leans over and bumps an American rider. Well, that rider then loses balance, falls down, and creates a pileup of over 20 bicyclists. Now, the reason she is not named Jabroni of the Week is because everybody came out okay. There were no serious injuries, a few bumps, a few cuts, but every single one of them got back on their bikes and continued the race, continued the stage. Now, the only kicker here is that 
So the the American racer I told you about, Sep Cuss, I think is the name. It's it's an interesting name. Mm-hmm. And um, the team that he is on are looking to press charges against this person. Oh boy! But finally, let's get to it. My jabroni of the week is a story I bet a lot of people haven't heard about this week. NHL player Alex Galchenyuk. He's American-born. Parents are from Belarus. He was drafted third overall in the 2012 NHL draft by the Montreal Canadiens, but he has never like truly lived up to his billing. He had a good... Um, rookie season but just hasn't been the same he's been traded all over the place in the last five seasons but he had recently signed a one-year deal a two-way contract with the coyotes that was back on july 1st but another coyotes bad decision this one is not going to work out because it was found out last week that galchenyuk was arrested on multiple charges following a car crash. He allegedly showed signs of impairment and told officers after being investigated and the questions start rolling out from the police. He said, quote, I'm going to chop you, your wife, your daughter, according to Arizona Republic Police. He also said, quote, uh, I'm sorry, this is not a quote, but this is actually a quote from the police said, quote, he also made threats to call his connections in Moscow to have the officer's wife and daughter's kidneys cut out. This guy's a real tough guy. And then two hours after he made the threats, told the police officer he was just joking around and tried to laugh it off. Mm. Well, the Coyotes did not like what also came out, and that is one officer in the report said that this gentleman used multiple racial slurs towards an African-American officer. So, as you can imagine, the Coyotes have terminated his contract, and I would imagine his NHL career has come to an end. Alex Galchenyuk, you are my jabroni of the week. Not smart. (laughs) Not smart at all. All right, we'll take a break. We'll finish the hour next. Our one of the game continues. Mitch and Troy with you at 510. Do my weekly top 10 list. The uh, theme this week, my top 10 preseason Big 12 quarterbacks that will not feature uh, Will Howard. Clearly, he's my number one, so we'll just rank the others. And we're talking projected starting quarterbacks for game number one for each team. Big news yesterday for Kansas City. Finally getting a downtown professional team. Big news. Big news. Jim Brown, former Heisman Trophy winner, Pro Football Hall of Famer, is the commissioner of a new Arena Football League. But it's not the Arena Football League. It's just the Arena League. Two completely different companies. So don't get confused. Now, the Arena Football League has been on hiatus for a couple of years. 
But it goes back to the 80s. It's been around for a long time. And it's supposedly on the way back next year. It is. I think it's summer of next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is when it's returning. But so is it's supposed to be the debut middle of next year for the Arena League. Well, big difference with the Arena League. Obviously, it's a startup just beginning now. And as of right now, there's only four teams. We'll get to Kansas City and more information on that in just a moment. The other three locations, Waterloo, Iowa, Duluth, Minnesota, and Springfield, Missouri. When I think of some great sports towns, the first ones I'm thinking of are Springfield, Missouri, Duluth, Minnesota, and Waterloo, Iowa. No offense, Chris Kleiman. I'm just saying I've been once. It's okay. But not really known for being a sports town, obviously. But now they have a professional team in their towns. But what, I, what I'm really enjoying right now is so far we do have two of the mascots for these teams. Waterloo is going to be called the Waterloo Woo. As in like Ric Flair, W-O-O-O-O. If you want to stretch out, you can. If you want, you can keep going. Uh, but the official name is Woo as in W-O-O. Two O's. And I always hate it when people like quote Ric Flair and they put the H at the end of the Woo or they put the H after the W. He's not an owl. He's not going, who, who? No H's. Leave the H out. W-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O. That's how you spell it. And then for Kansas City, and I mentioned earlier that they named the team after Patrick Mahomes, it's the Kansas City Goats. And the goat mascot on the logo is not like a, like a, like what you think of a 2023 goat. Buff, maybe a nice mustache or a nice beard, a goatee or something, while flexing or something, you know? Right. Um, no, it's like an old-timey goat. Like an old suit, old hat, ears coming out the hat. It's okay, logo. Um, but more information on them is that they're not going to be playing at T-Mobile Center. It's going to be at Municipal Auditorium. And it was actually funny that some of the uh, recommended, or not recommended, but the names that were being voted on, there were four. I'm forgetting one, but two of the other names that were voted on, the Kansas City Ribs, I think that would have been fantastic. Actually, not a bad idea. Um, Because we're kind of going with a minor league baseball team type uh, type of system here. The other one would have been the Kansas City Potholes. I would love to see that mascot. Would love to see that mascot. But they decided to go with the Kansas City Goats. I actually lean towards ribs. It's a funny mascot. Just imagine like a, a single rib is the mascot, but it also, you know, it's of course a tie into the food culture of Kansas City. I think that's great. I have no idea what the culture of Springfield, Missouri is. I've been there before, and all I remember, like I was a little kid once I went there, and my dad made the big deal about they got this big old Bass Pro Shop. So maybe they could be the Springfield Bass Pro Shops. For Duluth, I have it figured out. They need to be the Duluth Buck Naked. Oh, please tell me you've seen the commercials. Oh, yeah. Duluth Trading Company. I think they're Duluth, Minnesota. Might double check on that. They actually might be not out of Minnesota. 
But if anybody thinks of Duluth, what Duluth? Duluth. Oh yeah, the buck naked underwear that cups your junk really well. <laughs> as far as I'm told, <laughs> that should be the way to go. Uh, but the uh, season for uh, this uh, arena football team for Kansas City not until next summer. They only still have four teams. I'm sure it'll be growing sooner or later. All right, hour number two. Got number one song of the day and ask us anything. Oh, I'm a little ahead of myself, aren't I? Oh, Just no, a hair. No problem, but uh, we got my top ten list coming up. Going to go over my top ten quarterbacks outside of Will Howard entering the 2023 season. I just want to tell you right now that that list is going to be kind of all over the place when it comes to how I kind of broke it down to go with what quarterback where. And I've noticed that, and maybe this will be talked about more as we get closer to the season, when it comes to the best quarterbacks in the Big 12, there's a lot of returning guys. The top four is an argument, but we we I think we know who's all going to be in that top four. The order is just the argument. For the rest of the Big 12, your guess is as good as everybody else's. But I think some stand out more than the others. That's coming up, number one song of the day, and Ask Us Anything. Also, your local news is coming up around the corner. Stick around. Hour to the game is coming up next.